G'day everyone, welcome to episode 2 of Glenno's podcast. How's everyone out there today? Now we're going to discuss in this episode safety when out there taking photos and also I'm going to tell you about my brand new website which is glenno.com.au. Okay, well before we get on to the um, safety of photography episode, just thought I'd let everyone know that I now have a website. It is gleno.com.au. I've always been debating whether to have a website or not, um, and I've never really thought about it up until about 12 months ago when um, a lot of my friends, either photographers or non-photographers, sort of said, Glenn, you should get yourself a website and start selling your stuff, or even just have a website just to show your work off. And uh, I was thinking about it for a while, and when I was down in Sydney in June for Vivid, um, I met up with a good friend of mine, Sarah Denny, and uh, she she said to me, she said, Glenn, go ahead and do it. Let's do it. When you get back to the Gold Coast, let's work out a time and we'll build a website for you. And um, so when I came back home after holidays, about a week or two later, I think it might have been a bit longer, um, Sarah started building my website. Um, I can't thank Sarah enough for the awesome job she's done. So basically how we did it was um, we set up a web chat on the, on the on through Facebook Messenger and uh, that's how we got it going. So basically we could see each other, sort of like Skype I suppose, where I could see her, she could see me. We've both got little cameras on our computers and that. And then also there was a – she enabled it so I could actually see her screen on my – laptop so I could see what she was doing when she was building the website and that's how it all come about so we've done that <clears throat> had a couple of those oh have to be seven or eight sessions of doing that and uh, thinking of different ideas and how to put the podcast on there and so forth uh, which I learned how to do last week I figured out how to upload my episodes onto the website and um and so here we are now, and uh, this morning it went live. And I just want to thank Sarah, <clears throat> Sarah Denny. I'm very grateful for your help, and I really appreciate it. And uh, she's a very talented photographer herself, Sarah. Um, she grad graduated from university, and she completed a Bachelor of Design Photography in Situated Media down in Sydney there, and um, she's a very clever girl. So head over to Sarah Denny's website, www.saraadeline.com, and check her amazing photography out over there. She also has a limited edition artwork and poster prints that she is selling until the 14th of September. It's called the Blue Collective. 100% of the profit from the sales of those artwork and posters will be given to her cousin, Taylor, who sadly lost her mum recently to cancer. And it's for the 2019 Can2 campaign. So head over to Sarah's website, check out the Blue Collective.
Okay, we'll talk about safety in the photography uh, world, especially when you're out there taking photos and so forth. And um, I said to my father a few times that we dodge bullets every day when we're out and about, whether we're travelling to work or on the train, on the bus, always a chance something can happen. And it's no different when we're out there taking photos. Uh, back in June, sadly, we lost a well-known and well-respected landscape photographer, Dale Sharp from DK Photography. He was over in the United States storm chasing, and sadly, Dale lost his life. He um, he was driving on the interstate, and he hit a deer, I think it was late at night, and hit some wildlife, and um, he hopped out of the car to inspect the damage, and another car hit him, and uh, Dale lost his life. You know, they tried to save his life at the hospital and that, but sadly he didn't make it. And uh, we're, all, we're all still grieving. We're all grieving for that. And, uh, you know, I think, jeez, uh, I, I think of Dale's family, at Carly, and uh, think of them every day. Our thoughts and prayers are with them. Very sad. And it sort of makes you think, you know, we've got to be so careful out there. Um, there's a few incidents myself where I've had a few close calls that I'm, I'm going to explain to you what happened. Um, before I do that though, there's a, a well-known waterfall up here on the Gold Coast, uh, in the Gold Coast hinterland, and it's in Killarney Glen, and it's like a heart-shaped waterfall. I'm just looking at a photo of it now. I've been there a couple of times myself, and, uh, I think it was a couple of years ago, or was, I think it was in December 2016, um, a 19-year-old drowned there. He must have been in the um, where the heart-shaped pool is, he's either uh, dived in and injured himself and sadly didn't make it. Now, he may not have been a photographer, but photographers do go there. So just like that, someone dies just by diving into a, a, rock, a rock pool. And um, I think they've closed Killarney Glen now. I don't think it's open to the public now um, because of, of, of what's happened. Um, a couple of instances that I've experienced, especially um, my mate Steve Barardi was there. I was down at Byron Bay and um, where the pass is and there's like a, a stairwell, it's like a little lookout. So yeah, where the car park is at the pass at Byron Bay, you sort of walk down like a boat ramp and walk across this sand and then you walk up these stairs. It's like a little island type thing. But when it's sort of mid to high tide and when you've got a rough surf, which is what happened on this occasion, um, I was over where the stairs were and I tried to get back and um, I mistimed it. And uh, as I went to cross where the water was gushing through every so often, I didn't time it right and the water took me and uh, took me off the rocks and uh, subsequently I... Um, lost my camera and my phone. Luckily, I managed to hold on to my car keys and the camera was damaged beyond repair and uh, so was the phone. But I suppose they're not important if your life's at risk. Now, luckily, some girl in a bikini of all people grabbed my hand and managed to get me across the gully. Otherwise, I probably would have been washed out into the surf. So um, I was very fortunate but I'm still upsetting that I lost some gear and that. But it just goes to show just like that what can happen. Um, even when um, I've been out storm chasing, uh, there's always that risk of 
a few things. Getting struck by lightning is probably the the most uh, risky thing when you're out storm chasing. And if it's not that, it's the wind. If you get like a downdraft, you know, trees can fall over when you're driving and, and so forth like that. When Jenna and I were out chasing a storm at Ipswich, um, last year, I think it was, we had a tree. It wasn't a big tree, but it was, you know, and, and it fell down. It only just fell down probably about 30 seconds before we got there. So if we had been 30 seconds up on the road, that tree would have fallen on our car. So that's another instance that's happened. Um, the Northern Beaches in Sydney, there's a lot of rock shelves along there. For people that live in Sydney, know what I'm talking about. It's not so much on the Gold Coast. We don't have that as much up here. But down in Sydney, you know, like places like Tarramatta Beach and, and Whale Beach and all that, they've got some rock shelves. And I think I was, at, I was either at Avalon or Whale Beach. This is before I moved up here. And there were three photographers standing on a ledge. And I could see that this wave was coming. So I sort of retreated back about 50 metres because – I sort of read the surf before I shoot, especially if I'm on rock ledges. And this wave came over and took three of them out and they pushed them into a gully and uh, I helped them out. They weren't injured luckily, but they were drenched and I think they might have damaged their camera equipment because their cameras were set up on tripods. So I think they also went for a tumble as well as them. And then they um, probably did the walk of shame back to their cars, but uh, luckily they weren't injured, which was good. But uh, it just goes to show how careful you have to be, especially when you're near the ocean. There was another photographer, I think it was about three or four years ago now. There's um, waterfalls on the central coast of New South Wales near Gosford. And I just can't remember the name of them, but I have been there a couple of times. And uh, I think a photographer there tripped over or something and uh, broke his ankle or fractured his ankle. But I can't remember who it was now. So there's another scenario that can happen, especially if you walk, if you're on your own. And uh, Catherine Hill Bay, um, which is between the Central Coast and Newcastle. Um, I was trying to look some information this morning on it, um, but a photographer, I believe, got robbed of his camera and, and belongings when he was uh, setting up the sunrise in the car park. So he must have pulled up. Um, when he went to get the stuff out of the car ready to shoot or or after sunrise when he's finished and he's went to pack up someone took all his stuff now i was going to ring a few people up and find out some information about that but i didn't have time so if anyone can sort of uh correct me on that um feel free to let me know if that was true about what happened at catherine hill bay so going back to the storm chasing again definitely you've got to be so careful when chasing storms it's not so much the lightning, it can be the wind that can blow trees over and if the wind's severe enough, it can even blow power, you know, power poles over. You could have sheets of metal flying in the sky. Um, you can have flash flooding too and if you get large hail. So a lot of, you know, it's not just so much lightning. It's a lot of other things too when you're driving. And then obviously if it's pouring with rain and you're driving in the rain, you know, you've obviously got to drive to the conditions. So a lot can uh, go bad and not good if you're not careful out there when you're taking photos. Um, I was looking up on the internet about safety and what you can do to prevent yourself. I think the most important thing, in my opinion, 
is if you're going out on your own, um, especially in an area that you're not familiar with, or if it's um, a ledge or a rock ledge, or if it's somewhere in the Blue Mountains or somewhere you're not, you've never been to before, my advice is to tell someone. You know, just tell your closest friends or put an Instagram story up that this is where I am and this is where I'm going to be shooting this morning. Because if something happens and uh, your friends don't hear from you for a while and they're a bit concerned, well, they can sort of say, well, this is where he was, that's where he said he was, and then uh, you can you can try and get help. Um, one thing you can do on Messenger is you can leave a live location. Now, obviously, you've got to have phone service for that. Now, some areas you shoot at, there's no phone service. But um, one thing I might try and do now is if I do go to a place to shoot and it's a very remote area where no one's around, I might actually leave my live location on Messenger to my closest friends. And I think you can set it up so you can have it on for an hour or two hours or indefinitely. So once again, if your friends are concerned about you that something may have happened, they can see where your last location was on the live location on Messenger and then they can try and hunt you down and see where you are or call emergency services and tell them that's where they last were. I think that's a very important thing, especially bushwalking. And it doesn't necessarily have to be photographers, but people that just love doing bushwalking and that, especially up in the mountains, up here on the Gold Coast hinterland, there's plenty of different bushwalking tracks, at, especially at uh, Lamington National Park. And a lot of the people I follow on Instagram are always up there, you know, walking or going to the waterfalls and so forth. So, And if you're on your own and you do have an accident, it can be a bit of concern, even if it's a health issue. And um, if you don't have phone service especially, it can be – so I think it's important to tell people that um, where you're going to be um, and also too obviously you don't want to put your camera in a place where it can be damaged or stolen either uh, which uh, stolen photography gear can happen too okay see so here are a few tips that I personally think is good when you're out taking photos to keep safe um, the awareness, for example, uh, pay attention to where you are, especially in areas where you are shooting on the cliff face uh, and rock shelves and stuff like that. Check the tides, check the swell. And sometimes what I do try and do most of the time, and I'm sure most photographers do do this, is just watch the surf for about five or ten minutes. Now, I know if you're running late for sunrise and it's a banger sky, you can't wait five or ten minutes because you might miss it. But... Uh, Try and get there well before sunrise uh, where there's just enough light where you can watch the surf and, and just, just watch the surf, you know, for 5, 10 or even longer, 15 minutes and just see every now and again you always have a surge of waves come, e even at low tide, unless the, unless the surf's very calm. But if the surf's up a bit and, and, and it is big, you've got to watch because every now and again that rogue wave comes in a spot where you're standing, where you think a wave's not going to hit. And I think the idea of looking at that is when you're down at a rock shelf, if you look at that there's a dry area, that's generally where um, the water hasn't hit yet. But if it's an incoming tide, it could change. So checking tides and, and the um, the wave and the swell is utmost important. Um, I, I think one of the 
most important things is a camera strap. I don't use a camera strap. Uh, I just find it a pain in the ass when you got the camera on a tripod and uh, and then you got the strap flapping around everywhere. It gives me the shits, to be honest. So I've taken my strap off. Where a strap is important, though, and I'll give you one example, is when I was down in Sydney for the Vivid Festival, I was up on the Carl Expressway, and they've got the little lookout there where the pylon is, and you can put your camera on the ledge so you can take the photos of the Opera House and the Harbour if you're doing long exposures in the city from the pylon. Well, that camera could easily fall off the pylon and fall down below where the rocks area is and kill someone. So it's important in that situation where I do put the strap on. So if I've got the camera on the ledge where the pylon is, I put it very close to the ledge so you don't have the ledge in the frame when you're taking a photo. I make sure I have the strap around my neck because if something happens or someone knocks you or something or whatever, the camera's not going to fall down on, onto someone below. It's going to it might it might dangle over the edge, but at least you've got the strap around you to stop that from happening. So I think that's very important to use the strap when you've got the camera on a ledge at height, If you think, especially if you've got people below you. So I think that's most important. And another thing is don't let people do stupid stunts just for the photo. I know that people like to do some action shots and that. There's a very popular place down in Sydney, or it's south of Sydney, actually. It's called Wedding Cake Rock, and a lot of people are taking selfies there. And uh, and they reckon that the rocks on the brink are collapsed, and they've put fences up and that, but people are still jumping the fence and taking photos. Now, they're not all photographers. They're just people with phones that are just taking selfies and so forth. Now, while we're on that subject, up in... Uh, Diamond Bay up at Vaucluse in Sydney's eastern suburbs, uh, a young girl lost her life, I think, last week or the week before. Um, she, it was believed she was taking a selfie and she fell and died. I think she fell down 30 or 40 metres down to the bottom and she couldn't be revived. So there we go. So I, because of that, I wouldn't be surprised if they start putting fencing up around that area too. But People will still try and find a way to take a photo. If people can break in the buildings and get to the top of a high-rise building and take photos of them dangling themselves over a high-rise, they're not going to have a problem getting through a fence to go to a cliff edge. So to sum things up, um, I think research is very important when you're out on a shoot. Whether you're going to the beach or going to some secluded area or bushwalking or going to waterfalls and that, I think do research on the area that you're going to go to, especially if you've never been there before. I think it's also important to have the right type of clothing and protective clothing on, uh, hiking boots, especially if you're doing waterfalls. And uh, I know in the summertime we all want to wear shorts and a T-shirt and that, but sometimes it's handy to wear jeans and that. You just never know because, uh, especially in the hinterland areas, you've got problems with leeches. And... Um, also, too, there's always that danger of snakes being around, especially the, the highly venomous ones when you're out in the bush, too. I think also making sure that you've got plenty of food and uh, fluids uh, in the sense of water, um, especially when you're doing long hikes and long walks. And uh, 
always carry some food with you. I try, if I'm doing waterfalls and that, I try and carry some fruit uh, like bananas and so forth and um, those protein bars and that just in case if anything does happen, at least I've got something to get me by for a while in the event that I get lost or get injured or something like that. So I think doing the research and making sure you have water or some type of fluid, um, electrolyte drinks or so forth, or those up and goes, which I find I find I find them good because you don't have to refrigerate them. And just some snacks and food to carry with you and uh, making sure that where you are walking, that you know the track well. Um, when you're walking at dusk or before dawn, make sure you have a decent torch with you um, because you can easily trip over, especially if it's a track that's uneven and so forth. So they're my photography safety um, tips. And um, I'm sure we sort of don't go by those rules all the time. But after the death of uh, Dale, um, it, it makes me think a lot more now about making sure I've got everything with me to keep me safe when I'm out um, taking photos. And that's episode two of Glenno's podcast, Done and Dusted. Thanks very much to everyone out there who listened to this. I hope you're all going to have a fantastic week ahead. Stay safe out there and we will see you on the next podcast. Bye for now.